Welcome to the Wellness for Women show, where we talk about life, weight loss and everything in between. I'm Faye Caseman, founder of the AAA Way Life and Weight Loss Programme, and I'm here to help you put together the pieces of life and weight loss for one last time. This is an episode of the Wellness for Women show, filmed live in the free Facebook group. Hello, 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 and welcome to a special guest episode of the Wellness for Women show. Tonight, we have a special guest, Natalie Tristel. Now, Natalie, you do need to actually, one thing I should have checked before we started recording was the pronunciation of your name. Um, So you can tell us what it is in a moment. Um, But Natalie is a self-esteem coach. So welcome, Natalie. It's really good to have you with us. Oh, thank you very, very much. And it, it's a family debate, actually. Oh. We did have one of the cousins who did used to say it as Trusdale, and we're all like, it's Trusdale. Like, yeah, I wasn't sure. I, I was going both ways. You know what? I, whatever. Uh, I've answered <laughs> to worse things. Uh, it's a bit like the, um, do you remember the show? I can't remember what it's called now. It's Bucket and Bouquet. Oh yeah, Mrs. Yeah, it's a bit like that, really. Keeping up appearances, wasn't it? We just try and be posh and say Truesdale, but then I talk really northern, so I can't really sound posh. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't believe the amount of times I get asked my name. I have to say my name several times a day at work, and and half the time I I end up I explain it as it's like basement but with a C. (laughs) Surely it's casement casements yeah I think I've been I've been called all sorts of weird and wonderful things the weirdest one Sarah I've been called Sarah a few times and I I, I think it's the s in the casement that people hear and then it all gets somehow jumbled you know but with it being Faye I can kind of understand faith and gay and um and, 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 and that kind of sort of rhyming ones but Sarah just was completely way up I've had it about three or four times you look like a Sarah they've decided so yeah yeah so who knows what's going on there so anyway names aside you can call me Bob for the rest of the show if you wish to because I don't find what I'm called either um but Natalie's here to um to to tell us about uh everything that she does we're we're very aligned and this is the first time that we are actually uh speaking together properly but I know that what we have is a very similar message albeit from different different angles so tell us a little bit more about you Natalie and um what it is that you do just in case people aren't quite sure what a self-esteem coach does yes well it's a good question because actually when I first started off there I was a body image coach mm-hmm. but what what came to my attention was that not many people knew what body image was so mm. people would come into my group or things and they would think that um I did weight loss or I was a personal trainer or something like I was like changing their bodies in some way mm-hmm. and I'm like no that's actually definitely not it <laughs> so I changed itself self because I am very much um like my my big issues were definitely around my body however I haven't actually fluctuated that much in my body if that makes sense all of my mm-hmm. um my issues with my body were all mental issues and mm-hmm. how I felt about my body so that's where we align quite well because obviously you come from your own personal experience doesn't it so yours is the fact that you yo your dieted I know that and I know your story then is that when you actually started being kinder to yourself mm-hmm. you found a way that worked for you um but mine was very much um on the body dysmorphia level so very mm-hmm. much just a really really skewed perception of myself mm-hmm. and I always when it comes to body image and self-esteem it's a bit like the chicken and the egg to me I don't know which one's 
came first. Yeah. Whether it was, you know, I just had a really low opinion of myself generally, and therefore I kind of focused that in on physical appearance because it felt controllable to me. Mm-hmm. So calories, weight, when there's numbers involved, it felt trackable. It felt mm-hmm. controllable. So when all hell would break loose mm-hmm. in life, whether, you know, a relationship splits up or I'm feeling anxious, whatever, I would default to what can I micromanage that will make mm-hmm. me feel like I've got power, basically. Mm-hmm. And it came out really quite dysfunctionally. Um, but it ripple effects. So when I when I talk about self-esteem, I'm very much talking about, yes, about how we feel about ourselves, just, just our value and our worth. So I'm very much like you. Like, we, we can, you know want to be liked like we all want to be liked we all you know we all want to fit in let's have it straight we're, we're human we, nobody wants to not be liked yeah but sometimes we can we can try and control aspects of ourselves whether that is how much money we've got the house we drive like the car we drive the house we've got what our body looks like the type of clothes we wear how we talk when we start trying to manipulate ourselves in order to be liked what happens is we end up the more other people like us and we fit in the more we dislike ourselves yeah when we get stuck in this really horrible place then where we end up with really low self-esteem like we don't think we can do anything we're not good enough to do anything we're just going to fail at everything we do and it just ripple effects doesn't it mm. you know yeah it doesn't stick to one area of life like no one's ever like oh do you know what? I I hate how I look but I really think I'm amazing at this we generally like the negativity breeds doesn't it yes so, yeah. Yeah, so I'm very much about just getting us to understand that we are we are we can do whatever we want to do like and have Mm -hmm. our own confidence and you know focus more on who we are as a person less than what we look like or other people's opinions of us in whatever way that is Mm -hmm. and talk to ourselves like you like talk to ourselves with more love be kinder to ourselves and have better for want of a better word healthier more helpful habits on a daily basis like the practical stuff as well because Mm -hmm. you know if we are just like I, I love eating pizzas and doing stuff, but if I probably had one every day for like breakfast and tea, I probably would feel a bit sluggish. My mental health might not be its best. So like I'm always like, let's let's have balance. Like nothing's good mm-hmm. or bad. Let's yeah. have a bit of what we want. <laughs> um, but take care of ourselves, you know, sleep, be around people that make us feel good now. So I'm very much about trying to pull it all together, like how we think, but also mm-hmm. how we behave, because that's our choice, isn't it? How we behave and the impact yeah. of that um yeah and pulling it all together really yeah yeah and I love that um and again like I say absolutely knew that we were going to be aligned in in that sense and um hearing you talk as well I say that relationship with food and I think this is the thing that sometimes is forgotten that we do all have again our own unique relationship like say with food with money with other people all these things um and a bit like you I talk about having a relationship with food which it again it's not certainly it wasn't something that was in my vocabulary five years ago and so I'm probably in a similar place where um it's trying to explain what I what what I do but but the, yeah. but the 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 situation still is is like say wanting people to treat it with love and I think food as well can be such an emotive one for us like you say in your experience it was more body dysmorphia I've got experience of that with loved ones that you, you know is it's a, yeah. it's really difficult again outwardly people will look at you know again people will judge us no matter what the size and shape of our body but it's the way that we judge ourselves that's always what's what's the most important at the end of the day and you never again know what somebody's actually thinking and feeling inside 
and sometimes as well to be fair we don't know what we're thinking and feeling ourselves sometimes and that's why working yeah working with you know coaches like us you know people who work on healing whatever it might be you know helps to bring some of that out doesn't it absolutely 100 so i think sometimes we don't we don't necessarily want to talk about um the ins and outs of all the thoughts across our mind with people in our lives because we feel like there'll be a repercussion like mm. there'll be some level of judgment or maybe they'll they'll change how they talk to us I know I would like sometimes talk to friends in the past um about certain things and then the next time you see them it'd be are you all right how are you getting anything oh I just wanted to go out and have a good night tonight like I actually didn't want to talk about that thing again but like and it's coming from a place of love and wanting to get, take care but um you know I think sometimes if people haven't experienced stuff it's quite hard for them to kind of get it so mm. obviously for me particularly with with um the body stuff that you know I was always complimented on how I looked it was like oh god you know you got to gym all the time you're so fit or oh, your stomach's so flat which I just like praise 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 which like reinforced for me mm. how important it was for me to look a certain way so mm. I always say to you, like be mindful how you give out your compliments like give balanced ones because I will tell my daughters that they look beautiful and pretty because we all want to be told at some point we look beautiful and pretty of course we do mm -hmm. but it can't be oh it's got to be balanced got to be mixed in with you're also intelligent and you're funny and you can do hard things and yeah. no one's perfect or get over it you will fail sometimes move on <laughs> like, <laughs> you know we we have to get told like the combination of stuff because I would find mm -hmm. that people would just it was always about my physical appearance and one of my big mm -hmm. beliefs I was stupid so yes. I was like I'm really stupid like I'm so much more stupid than my sister she's she's the intelligent one um, and I've said it before on on different chats that we ended up kind of getting not intentionally but put into like little boxes mm. so Rachel was the intelligent one who had a pretty face but she yo-yo dieted her weight would go up and down and then mm. there was me who did the netball and you know I should kind of focus on like I, I looked good and had this like stereotypically perfect figure mm -hmm. um but like academically I wasn't as clever as Rachel so she was mm -hmm. really intelligent I was more the you know doesn't she look pretty she'll she'll mm -hmm. find a husband really easily kind of category um so we ended up then both playing into a little bit so mm. she kind of like obviously we both ended up with body issues <laughs> to different like different ways but um you know it was very important to her that she got good grades um and and like got praised that and it was very important for me that if I put on a dress if I hadn't received a compliment within the first half an hour about how I looked my assumption was that people thought I looked horrible yeah <laughs> and that you know so I had to have it um to be able to feel that way and I think when we you know when we do rely on other people to give us our own validation it's a really really dangerous place to be isn't it mm. yeah it is and and, it, and it's something that um where, you know whether we, whether again whether we're working on weight loss or, or or not being aware of of that is really important and certainly if you, if you are somebody who's on a weight loss journey more often than not this is the thing that diets don't teach diets don't teach that you have actually got to love yourself and love your learn to love yourself at at, at, the, at the whole range of your body shapes and sizes because yeah. you know it, it can change you you could get um you know you could get poorly or you you could you know or, or, or you know something outside of your control could come in and impact your weight and then um and again it's not necessarily about weight but again it's just like you say that body image concept that we have and diets don't really teach that they just again really perpetuate the the, the um 
the, the, the risk of disordered eating. I'm not necessarily saying that all diets create that, but again, you know, if you're not careful and you don't have the right support through um, through some kind of weight loss journey, then there is risks to, like say, going one way or another because yeah. we're not working on that relationship that well, are we? No, Making sure it's a healthy relationship with food. Yeah, and I think from like the diet culture side as well, it's like it never ends, does it really? Like mm -hmm. if we're, if we're at physical appearance, like like you just said, like we're, we're always going to change. How we look is always mm -hmm. going to change. Whether we whether we put on weight, lose weight, whether we start to get wrinkles, whether our mm -hmm. eyes get blacker, like there'll always be something. Like there's always mm -hmm. going to be something that we think I'd quite like that to be different. And I think like you exactly like you said, like if we sometimes we think, oh well, I can work on my body acceptance or my self acceptance once I'm happy with how I look so it's not it's not really how it works because no. all you're doing then is you're learning to accept that body mm -hmm. or that version of you and when that does not when that's not consistent because it will not be that's not mm -hmm. how we work as humans we will can't look or be in exactly the same situation it's a bit like if people um put all their worth into their job and mm -hmm. then they retire or yeah. get made redundant and all of a sudden they're lost yeah. they're like I have no purpose anymore and they get really depressed and it's the same isn't it like because like mm. we're not nothing's static is it no no um, no and it's, it's tied up I think what, what we're getting out there is as well is about the fact that it's it's tied up in identity sometimes isn't it you know so when when I occupied a larger body I, I would use humor I mean I still like to consider myself to be a humorous person <laughs> but I used to use it as a mask as well you know so you know sort of the the, the fun fun bubbly friend but yet inside I, I, I had I had literally zero self-esteem it sort of started with some name calling when I was little and if I'm honest it wasn't even that bad but they used to call me fat Faye, and I think it's only because it rhymed to be perfectly yeah. honest I wasn't bigger yeah. than the kids. Yeah. I was a bit bigger than I didn't get much <laughs> yeah I was a bit bigger than the kids at school but um but you know but I think it was mostly because it rhymed but actually that stuck with me that that became my identity even though it was quite a short window of my life and um and then into my teens you know I really struggled into my teens and into my early 20s and again just didn't have the just didn't have the the, the tools then so it's no wonder then that I never really never really got to know my identity or then identified as like I say the person of that certain body yeah. and you can find that as well when you are working um working on weight loss where um you, you know you're used to having a certain social life even you know one that might be surrounded by eating and drinking and so sometimes those kind of things can come into can come into that and it's it's potentially the same no doubt there's some um something like that sometimes with self-esteem like say if you look for outside validation then maybe you know if you're going outside you've got to go outside to find the outside people right <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah and yeah. In, in, yeah it is actually I know when when you just mentioned then it kind of um brought it to me so obviously like particularly with, with food and stuff like that when when we go out there's a lot of stuff that that mm -hmm. triggers that you have a negative body, body image or you, you, you know you're trying to lose or gain weight or anything like that it's really difficult and people do isolate off you know and mm -hmm. just go oh I don't I won't come for the meal because um I'm scared or make up reasons why we can't go to the meal section of the night out yeah. because we just don't want the awkwardness mm -hmm. or like me you would scour the menu before you mm -hmm. go 
pick the thing that's got the least number of calories or I would kind of think, right, well, I'm going to eat that. So if I go to the gym, make sure I burn off 400 calories. And then if I only have that for lunch, I can eat that then and that'll be all right. So I'd, I'd like try and balance out. Constantly, like you've got a calculator out all day, every day. And and like I say, it knocks into um, not, not obviously the self-esteem of that that, that that goes with it. Like like you say, really, your calorific value was, was really what was guiding your your happiness rather than your life being the, the, the oh, no. source of that. Maybe getting the um, burger and chips or the pizza that I wanted, I'd be getting some yeah. like chicken breast in yeah. a sauce with new potatoes and I'd be like, mm, this is not yeah. what I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, the, the, and the way that I sort of teach weight loss is, is that you go for what you want first and then look to make conscious choices from love as to how you might want to level it up. And again, that's the difference, isn't it? Like you said, with not, not going into something from a self-esteem point of view, because you think that you should, or because you're looking for that, that validation but coming at it from a completely different position of coming at it from love first and that actually sometimes making these little tweaks can be can be an act of self-love for yourself as well as long as it's done with love not out of fear which is where sometimes it comes in with the calorie counting in that isn't it 100 and like exactly like you said Pat, i'm a very big believer in it's more about what can i add in hmm what do I need to take? Like, we don't need to take away anything. I used to, um, I used to work in addiction services, so I did um, group work and one-to-ones in substance mm-hmm. use for ten years. Um, and when we were doing like the people get sent to like an alcohol reduction or reduce a heroin or whatever, whatever their substance was, um, and I'm like, let's not, let's not focus on a reduction plan. Okay, mm-hmm. let's just chat about your life and how you're feeling because mm-hmm. if you, a lot of the time when we're doing anything, whether it's emotional eating, using substances smoking whatever there might be a toxic behavior for us it's coming from a lack of something isn't it it's coming because we're missing something. we're not fulfilled in some way like it's you know we're either not managing our stress well or we feel lonely or like something's going on I'm like mm-hmm. so let's let's work on that and then you'll find that the rest will sort itself out to a certain degree obviously yeah. um I said but you know we can sit here reducing cans or we're like not buying certain foods to put in the cupboards to lose weight but that's not solving the actual it's problem not solving the problem no problem. absolutely yeah yeah and, and that that's very much uh yeah that's very much that that's very much my aim is to help people to solve that relationship with them in fact i call it super sleuthing weight loss is <laughs> one of my the the the, the uh the lessons in in the membership um but it, but actually, it is more about that, like that interconnectivity between the the, the life and the food. And as I say, yeah. you know, if we eat because we're bored of an evening or evening snacking or something like that, that food is never the problem. It's whatever happened before it, isn't it? And um, like I say the general general sort of happiness side of it. Um, so yeah, so it's been a it's, it's obviously been a, a really personal journey for you, and then like you say, with your sister there as well, it, it's one of those where, like you say, it knocks into other areas. So no doubt, uh, without putting words into your mouth, but I could kind of envisage a situation where you were almost both. Well, I wish I was pretty, and oh, I wish I was smart, <laughs> you know. And, yeah. and so your relationships can then get impacted by by what you had going on individually. 
absolutely you know the amount of times we argued probably after a couple of wine <laughs> about kind of like because I'd be saying something and then she you know she might be like well it's all right for you isn't it you know so we're talking about relationships or something I'm like well why don't you like blah blah, blah and maybe like we should have a lot of criteria um mm-hmm. and then we get into arguing about it and she's like well it's all right for you isn't it you don't find it hard to get a boyfriend I'm thinking oh it's like got to do with like the conversation we're having so we both came like basically throwing our own insecurities into it and kind of like projecting off and, and we do that don't we that's what we do we take our insecurities in situations um but yeah it's um it does ripple effect in so many things like mm-hmm. I think I would really undersell myself as far as like what I could achieve like what jobs mm-hmm. I could go for like I think I stayed on the same salary in the same jobs for like 18 years up until like late 20s earning mm-hmm. hardly anything because I'm like well I can't go for that I can't go for I can't do that when I finished my um my degree and my master's it was like well yeah yeah like I got a first in this, my psychology and health degree and um everyone's like that's amazing and I was like well it's all right I mean it's psychology oh, the way it's like, <laughs> as long as you can prove yourself either way and you can back up what you're saying like there's no right mm-hmm. or wrong is so it's and people are like what are you doing like why don't you just say I'm like amazing I worked really hard for that but I still and that was like I was about 28 at that point mm-hmm. and I've like still belittling like proper like belittling myself down mm-hmm. um you know and staying in relationships that um I kind of didn't really want to be in anymore but the fear of being alone was just far mm-hmm. too painful I would wait until I kind of had someone else lined up Mm-hmm. and then I'd leave that relationship and go into that one like because it was like a security blanket like if someone's love if someone yeah. loves me I'm lovable mm-hmm. kind of mentally yeah um so yeah it's just it's just super hard and I think you can't see it I think when you're in it you don't you don't realize how obvious it is to maybe other people or um how much damage you're doing do you mm-hmm. I think you know I used to be quite a big blamer I mean I can, I can still throw some blame around if, if I'm given half a chance mm-hmm. but um it was everyone else's fault no um and don't mm-hmm. get me wrong things do happen in our life that do create a ripple that impacts us in a positive or a negative way 100 but i'm yeah. really big on encouraging people to acknowledge that but to let that bit go because that's mm-hmm. where we breathe the negativity and at the end of the day if we want to change how we feel or you know how we think about ourselves and the way we behave that starts with us going, actually, do you know what? Maybe I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. And that's what I had to do. I'd sit there and go, actually, do you know what? I seem to be getting, I'm going through cycle and cycle and cycle. And the, the end result's still the same. Like, I get into a relationship and I have the same arguments. I'm the consistent. Like, I do this. I'm the consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to sit there and go, right, not all of that is my fault. However, if I don't put my hand up and go, right, let's work on how I'm thinking. I can only do my bit. So let me do my bit and then see what happens. And it took me such a long time to get to the point where I was willing to take any responsibility in my own thoughts. Mm. <laughs> a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, it's a funny one though, isn't it? Because again, we're not we're not taught these things at school. And uh, I, 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 I sort of a, a similar story in a number of different ways, but I can certainly again see 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 the parallels there where you know I didn't I didn't speak up I didn't ask for pay rises and actually it was only after I'd been through my weight loss journey that I spoke up at work and I said you know what I've been here for a really long time <laughs> I'm 
bloody get it what I do, you know. And um, because it's one of those things where if you don't tell your own story, sometimes, you know, people, you, you, you know, you do have to shout up sometimes. And, um, oh, and, and again, like, like you, um, there certainly was a lot of there was a lot more in there than I realized so mm -hmm. when I actually started my weight loss journey and got introduced to the concept of life coaching and working on your thoughts you know and I'd had CBT before because again I don't know if you know how much of you, my story you know but I'd had periods of depression I self-harmed when I was a teenager really didn't want to be around sometimes had postnatal depression you know so I'd had a lot of a lot of yeah. periods of really de depressive times in my life and, it, and it's only now where I'm reflecting back that, again, like you, I went through pretty much until I was 40 in quite a bit of a haze. And I didn't know that I was in a haze. And this yeah. is sort of why I'm doing what I would doing, because it, I've realized how powerful it is to work on your thoughts. And it's a standing joke with my accountability partners where I went, I don't need to work on thoughts. I don't. There's nothing wrong with me. And there wasn't <laughs> obviously anything wrong with me, if that makes sense. Yeah, but actually, yeah, well, once I got once I got into working on my thoughts wow how much better how much more vibrant has my life become because I've gone out of groundhog and just kind of accepting this general malaise and and feeling like um and it, it all and it all comes down to self-worth that that was the thing I didn't I didn't think that I was worthy of any more or that I was enough and and it's a very powerful when you can work on that yeah and I think and it's like you said like but it's it's that point isn't it where you start to pay attention because I think mm. sometimes when we've been in that that haze for mm. so long we don't hear ourselves anymore so we don't hear the I fact know that I we make a mistake <laughs> and we're like oh god what an effing moron like oh god can't do anything like we don't hear ourselves anymore you know mm. and I I remember um years ago I'd, I'd talk to my partner and I'd say something and he's like, have you nothing positive to say? And I'm mm. like, what are you on about? I'm, I, I, honestly, to the depth of my soul, I hadn't realised I was moaning or complaining. Mm -hmm. I thought I was just talking. Mm -hmm. And he's like, honestly, it's like every other word is moaning, complaining, you're irritated by something. And I'm mm. like, all oh, right. And I still have to catch myself. Like when I get like that now, because we all go through patches where we're going, oh, well done, I'm being so grumpy. Or I'm having loads of thoughts about something and I haven't mm -hmm. had about that for a while we have to have that check-in don't we you go right what's going on here what what's being neglected and it's either mm -hmm. like I've been sleeping I've not been getting fresh air maybe I've not been doing exercise because I need exercise for my head mm -hmm. uh, and I'll be like right I best start getting that getting that habit back in because mm -hmm. I've been spending time with toxic people and like the, the words are getting in and then I'm kind of like yeah well, I'm getting ready and I'm, I'm saying things like oh god I look really fat and I'm like what what? <laughs> yeah. I like catch myself. Like, where the hell did that come from? Because I think yeah. it's like sometimes it spits it out. And I've always said one key thing I say to people is it doesn't matter how much work you do, never expect to never have a negative thought about yourself. Like that's not the point of it. Yeah. Like you will have far less negative thoughts, they will not be your only thoughts, which they can be, can't they? Yeah. But when you have them, you'll you'll hear it and you'll hear it without judgment. Mm -hmm. and you'll correct yourself and then you'll move on and let the thought go and that's the point we want to get to isn't it because mm -hmm. we're not looking for thought perfection yeah we're looking for the ability to you know just just reprogram our reaction when we have a negative thought I think is one of the main things once we've heard it obviously we need to actually hear it first don't we yeah. hear the word we use with ourselves and then just do that and I always say to people who really really struggle with it 
honestly, if you just change your I am to I feel, mm-hmm. you will not think that makes a big difference, but it does. Because like you said before, Faith, it's the identity piece, isn't it? Mm. So if you're and saying, oh, God, I'm so fat. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, like, I look disgusted in this outfit. I'm this, I'm that. And you're saying all these things. But if you look in it and you go, do you know what? Right now, I feel fat. I said, just change it to I feel, because we all know feelings change. We all know that. And mm-hmm. if you just swap that language to that as your very starting point, if you struggle too much, and just go, actually, no, I'm not fat. I feel fat. Yeah, um, and, yeah there's an example. And I think it, I can't think what it's in. Um, I don't, it's in one of my resources. And I've said, like, you know, sometimes we go to changing rooms and we try clothes on and they're too tight because let's have it straight. No shop is the same size. <laughs> God knows what you're on. You're not, even the same, not even the same outfit on the same <laughs> rung can sometimes be yeah. the same size, isn't it? Three sizes, get three sizes and try them all on yeah. and just go with whatever one fits. But we try stuff on and then it's tight. So then we say to ourselves, oh, God, I'm so fat. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we we maybe go home and we either miss a meal or we binge it or we do something, we react to it. And then we go around in the cycle because obviously now we now we tell ourselves we're fat and we have no self-control and we go round and round. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, the thing is, what we've got to realise is, you know, you don't, like, the fact that you put your clothes on um, and the tie doesn't make you fat. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the word fat is just like we all have fat. It's actually, it's really, it's a neutral word that we just attach really. Yeah, it's only when you attach an emotion to it, a thought and an emotion. Yeah. The, like it's what, it's what you think it means to be fat that's a problem mm-hmm. because if you're saying to yourself oh god I look a bit fat in this but you haven't got a negative meaning attached to being fat then mm-hmm. actually you won't care you could look in the mirror and go god I look really fat in this just get changed with an outfit and go out mm-hmm. and it won't matter to you like you're not using it in a harmful way with yourself I mean you still yeah. probably shouldn't think yourself but do you know what I mean yeah. um whereas if you think being fat means you're unlovable, you're disgusting, and nobody likes you, um, nothing looks good on you, and that's what it means to be fat, then that's what makes you upset. So I was like, we work on what it means to you. Mm. Be whatever, we've all got one word we use the most with ourselves, haven't we? Whether Mm. it's ugly, disgusting, fat, we've got like one keyword. We use other ones here and there, but we have our favourite that we like to abuse ourselves with generally. Um, so I would say to sit and journal all the different things using that word means. If somebody mm. is that, what does it say about them? And then challenge the hell out of all of those things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what, like say, so I, I got um, got a workbook in my uh, in the membership that's what am I making it mean about me? <laughs> because it, it, it is exactly that, isn't it? Like you're saying, and certainly when um, when it comes to scale drama, for example, you know, because again, that that machine will just crap out a number, and half the time it's not telling you the truth. But again, you know, we can put so much so much stall out for that, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It might be, you know, appearancey wise, you know, it's a similar kind of thing. Like you say, that we'll go in on ourselves over it, and it doesn't have to be like that. And and that, that was such a huge revelation because again, I came from, I came from, um, you know, um, the importance of having. Um, um, I'm trying to say like self-deprecation so I would self-deprecate a lot for example not realizing the power of those words um and in fact we're always always listening aren't we that's the thing we're always listening to ourselves our brain like you'll know it doesn't know the difference between what's true or not true Mm -hmm. it just believe whatever we tell it so um 
you know, and we'll always say, I think it might have been Rob Dial was saying in one of his podcasts ages ago, he's like, you know, people can say things to us over and over again, but mm-hmm. if you don't believe it, it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. He said, so if someone, you know, if someone could be saying to you, um, you know, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat. It's not a problem unless you start to believe you're fat. So then when you start using the language with yourself and saying, mm-hmm. oh, I am fat, mm-hmm. that's when it's harmful. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they said, I think his example is if you're walking down the street and someone said, oh, my God, your blue hair is disgusting. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I've got brown hair. Like, it's not, I don't, I don't like you're talking nonsense. Mm-hmm. It, it wouldn't match you because actually you're like, you don't identify as that. So it's mm-hmm. when we start to identify ourselves with it. Mm. Um, you know, like the fat faith thing. When we start to identify, oh, that is who I am. I am mm-hmm. fat faith. Like, that that mm-hmm. is my identity. That at that point, that was the shift. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, d- I don't normally answer questions as we're, as we're sort of recording, and and, and then somebody's asked a question in the in the chat. Um, but I think it's quite an important one, actually. I don't know whether you've clocked it. Come in where somebody said, "Can you can you talk about disability?" and people with disability and um it just it just caught my eye because I said I don't usually um do them even though they're live because otherwise I get a little bit distracted (laughs) but actually I think that's actually quite an important one as well actually that um what what's again from an from an identity point of view and um and and I say that connectivity that sometimes you know you might have a health condition or a disability where we can sometimes limit ourselves quite a bit because there's for whatever reason um I don't know whether you've got any thoughts on that like I said it just caught my eye and it was just thought, well, yeah actually- it, you know, I've not really on to comments I hadn't seen it and I think yeah. it is and it, it's a really tricky one isn't it and I think mm-hmm. it's a really tricky one because obviously like I haven't got a disability like a physical disability so I can't possibly begin to understand what it's like to have one if that makes sense mm-hmm. um but I know that you know, the, there are things that physically you might not be able to do. And I think it's sometimes it's it's working on being okay with the things that we can't do and focus on the things that we can do and focusing more on them, mm. making sure we're around people who who do accept as they are, who um who don't who don't focus on it as well. Like sometimes I think, you know, whether it's disabilities or other things, when we kind of focus on it a lot and it's kind of one of the key things that that we identify as a person with mm. it can be quite harmful um mm. so maybe kind of be in circles where actually our disability isn't the focus of what people talk about to us about so it's mm-hmm. not about that all the time mm. um but de- definitely like it's a lot of mindset work I imagine mm-hmm. you know aside from the, like the practical things that we can and can't do obviously and kind of have, having to come to terms with that and grieve it like if we've had mm-hmm. it and then we've lost it um you know the, the, the grieving process there I imagine to be able mm-hmm. to do it I think I know I, and I can only talk from the books I've read and like the interviews I've read with people who who have disabilities and mm-hmm. also then probably being people who didn't have a disability and then had a disability whether it's because of an injury or just mm-hmm. a disease and I feel like most of it has come down to them around their mindset and what they believe it means about them again that meaning piece like if if we lose a limb or we can't walk do we believe that means that we don't have freedom anymore and we can't do things because Mm -hmm. obviously there are people who go skydiving still or do things and and have similar things I think it is really about working on that belief that we still can do lots of other things Mm -hmm. um, and that it might limit us in a certain capacity 
but it doesn't limit us as much as sometimes I probably imagine, because again, mm. I can only imagine that we believe that it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, said with the privilege of not having one, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah same. Uh, mm. But maybe it's, it's whether it's um, if there's a particular angle from the disability they wanted mm. us to about yeah i don't know whether they're whether they're still watching and listening i'll, I'll keep an eye for the, the the chat coming through but it it, it does strike me as um and well it always strikes me that no, no matter what i talk about there is always sort of that running theme you know so obviously i always just harp on about weight loss but actually what what we may go through from a weight loss point of view you know we can go through just as much when we are underweight as overweight and um like say physically able to 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 not having um physical abilities and um and like I said, that identity piece, isn't it? You know, so again, if I was told all the way through that I was I was fat or I was dumb or I was this or I was that or the other, you know, and all those things I got told and I believed them all the way through the you know the the, the, the youth. And again, it, it may well be that like I say when you've got a disability, and again, you'll have been told things if it's something that you've perhaps had since birth, or like like you say, I very much believe that there can be a grieving process having um been very close to people who have had diagnoses of different things along the way like say health conditions um sometimes disability not disability and also seeing um from a from from um from um in sort of the, the my, my day job kind of point of view when people have long-term illnesses just noticing how different people um react differently to sometimes having the same diagnosis for something even so um again it can very much knock into your self-esteem especially um and um and 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 like again with anything that we we work on sometimes again there's always that mindset because again for people who aren't in our world they won't necessarily always know that again your thoughts lead to your feelings lead to your actions and and your results so yeah, it was quite interesting. So yeah, sorry, I caught caught you on the hop with that one. <laughs> it's just I just thought I just thought you know what, it's a really important topic. Um, yeah, yeah, but like say say same as you, I've got to experience through other people, but not necessarily my not necessarily myself. But um, yeah. so yeah, so. Um, so yeah um but we can obviously circle back round uh, like i said this is going to go out on podcast and youtube but there are videos um live videos to watch and we will be an- coming back round and answering those questions um and one of the questions well i think we've sort of been touching on it really but again sort of th- that that societal element and i think that can come into what we were just talking about as well as like say societal beauty standards how everything's portrayed in the media and social media um, I mean, I'm certainly now on social media with running the business a lot more than I ever used to be. And I'm very, very acutely aware of the messaging that I see um, all day, every day. <laughs> I don't know about you. Yeah. And, and it's so, but it's so, um, I think because we we're mindful to, to have our eye out for it, mm. we see it. But I think it's sometimes it's so sly, isn't it? Mm. Um, all the messaging that goes on and I mean it's we get inundated all the time particularly on mm. social media don't we and it doesn't mm. matter what settings we've put on what happens things will pop up all the time mm. um, and I'm sure the phone listens to you doesn't it so sometimes if yeah. I'm having a conversation with someone about something and all of a sudden I'm seeing sponsored ads for something um, related to it but I think we've just got to be really really 
mindful mm. of the things we have around. Like I stopped watching the news a long time ago. Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't watch the news either. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes I'm like, oh, is there, well, there's an election coming up? All right. Mm. Like, I'm just, it's like, my partner's always like, you're so ignorant, Natalie. And I'm like, well, perhaps. But I'm like, Happy I don't know. <laughs> Happy for not watching, watching the news. <laughs> I do not want to eat my cereal in the morning whilst looking at all the tragedy across the world. And that's not because I want to ignore the tragedy of the world. Yeah. It's more because that doesn't, I doesn't mentally for me, I get very attached to things. I'm quite, um, I'm a very emotional person. So if I see something on the news and it winds me up, I will be peed off and I'll mm. find it really hard to wind myself back down. Um, I'll like, I need an hour, I need an hour now to go and like relax. Um, or if I think that upsets me, like it, it triggers me to feel upset, and I'm like, why would I do that to myself? Yeah, why yeah. Would I my day up that way. Um, you know, and I think like I can't watch, I'm not very good at watching reality TV because I just get triggered by people all the time. So I'm like, mm. it, it's hard, isn't it, getting that balance of exposing yourself to triggers so that you work through the ones that, that matter to work through. But like, at the end of the day, we don't have to work on all of our triggers. If we can just remove a trigger, just get rid of it. Like, don't, we're not, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think it's it's so hard. And the thing is that most things, I think there was um, an interview somewhere about it. It was talking about on social media how people put out, are more likely to put out posts that are infuriating to people or mm. are polarising because actually the the algorithms like that more and they push it out more because they know people react more to it. As people comment and react, yeah. Yeah, and, mm. and, and that just spreads it. And I'm like, how messed up is that? The al mm. even algorithms of Facebook and Instagram are there to push out, the design to push out posts that are more likely to anger people mm. or have a negative spin, yeah. you know? And I'm like what is that like it's just really messed up we've got to be really careful yeah and I think you you're um you, you're touching on it there as well and you said it earlier about hanging around you know if you've been hanging around people that perhaps can impact you and again just being mindful of what your energy is being spent on isn't it um yeah. and, and and even subliminally because again our subconscious is always watching and taking it all in even if you think you're scrolling past all those adverts and you can yeah. imagine what kind of adverts I get on mine all the time and I just get right, angry right, and right. angry as I'm going past all the diet adverts <laughs> just to get out of my <laughs> yeah exactly um you, you know but again that just shows how how wrong it could be because I say I get all the adverts for all the diets and I'm just like I couldn't be the least person the least interested person in joining Weight Watchers or Noom or whatever I, I get really offended by the fasting ones <laughs> because they yeah. they I'm show me I'm like, I'm like oh my god I'd be so hungry yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd be the worst. I'd be hangry as well. But um, I mean, again, each to their own. Do whatever you want as long as it works for you and with love. But, um, but no, there's a couple of particular adverts that show up and it sort of shows this this shrinking body kind of thing. And, and it gets me really annoyed. An animated woman and she's walking, isn't she? Yes. And, yeah. and I'm like, what is it? Just, that to me is like suggesting that, the, you know, that the, the one or other is better. And again, that just, you yeah. know, that's not... It's uh, interesting and it comes off um, something you said earlier as well, because they're never, they're always still, um, even if the advert is about weight, mm. It is still a person, whether it's an animated person or a real person, who is also aesthetically 
mm. good looking. Mm. They don't have cellulite. They don't have stretch marks. They have like the right proportion of boobs and bottom. Mm. Like, you know, they have flawless skin. They have a mm. symmetrical face. It's never like just a normal Joe Bloggs or plain yeah. Jane and yeah. the only show in the weight loss. It's always someone, when it's an advert, mm. like someone or after picture, um, <laughs> always someone who meets every single tick box of mm. social it's not just weight, which mm. then leads us to we lose the weight and then we go, oh, but I've got stretch marks and she doesn't. Oh, yeah. but I've got like my eyebrows aren't thick and bushy like hers. Oh my god, my nose is bigger than hers. Like we must have on the floor because actually they're not selling us weight loss. They're selling us perfection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and so I, I will say it's a mismatch of expectation versus reality is what creates the suffering, yeah. isn't it? Really? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um one hundred percent. And I think yeah. um I think, yeah, we just got to, I always say when it comes to like bodies, like just don't, just stop, just don't focus on it. Like just focus mm-hmm. on other stuff mm-hmm. because, you know, we often find that, I know when I first came, like set up and came into the online space, every other single person who talked about body confidence or body image, all that kind of stuff was very much about being in their bikinis and showing all the rolls off and let, like, let me show you my cellulite and stretch marks mm-hmm. to make and I, and I get that because it's it's showing us all that, um, you know, we all have it. Like, and it yeah. is that connection piece. And I get that. And I'm in some groups that are very, like, the body positive groups. But it's selfie after selfie after selfie after selfie. And I bought this dress. What do you guys think? Mm. Um, and I'm like, what is this? This is just all we're doing here is we are focusing on aesthetics. Mm. You know, if, I, if, I, if every picture of me is about me showing you my roles, then I'm just showing you my body all the time. And mm-hmm. if my aim is to get you to stop thinking about your body, then how does keep showing you a body help you to move away from that focus? So I find it, I find it quite strange in a very funny place, the, the body mm. confidence world, because I think yeah. it brings a lot of positive things, but I think it also just keeps us thinking about bodies all the time, whether, you know, like we're constantly looking and judging a body, like whether in a whether we think it's in a positive way or a negative way. We're looking at bodies all the time. We're looking at whether someone is bigger or smaller, whether they have cellulite, whether they don't. We're still looking. Whether mm. whether we're looking to make ourselves feel better because they have it and we have it, and therefore we're connected. But, you know, if I'm looking around the pool and I'm looking for the women who have roles so I can feel better, is that is that body confidence, body positivity? I'm, I'm, probably not. Probably not. Mm. If I'm looking around and going, oh, look at her playing with the kids in the pool, that looks fun. I might get in the pool and play with my kids as well. Now, that's what my real... Yeah. Suddenly lost your audio. I'm not sure whether the... Can you hear me all right? You weren't muted. Is that better? Oh, yeah. But it didn't have the mute sign. You cut me off. It was a really important point. Hello, <laughs> round muter. Yeah, don't, don't be like me. Like so, we get, so but, but again, it shows the, the 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 passion that we've got, and I think it is. Um, again, it's 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 always a funny uh, a funny space to be in. I say I've kind of walk in similar myself, you know, because I'll occasionally put out a side by side. I very rarely do it because again, I don't try to do that comparison. And if I do, it's always with more of a look at the, the look at 
try and look beyond that and sort of see the difference because like the, the, all of my photos before I was just like this you know and and I wasn't really whereas now I'm just like here I am you know but it, and if I and I'll always say if I never if I'd ever lost a pound but I felt the way that I felt I would still be happy it's it's what I've changed and who I've become and how I feel inside that is that will always be my take more my yeah. biggest takeaway from my journey and I think um, when you do that your messaging that goes with it is very much so like this hasn't been done by yo-yo crash dieting or fasting like that's the yeah, point really really hard to it. but it was a bit of a funny line to walk you know in terms of my my messaging a bit like what you were saying there you know yeah. that um it's um it's a it, it's a funny a funny kind of place yeah. to be really you know? and I think sometimes we um I know when I first set up I know when I was talking to my sister about it and she she said something that had been on my mind which had been putting mm. me off doing it um and, and she was saying, like, this isn't what I think, but do you ever worry that people will be like, why are you talking about body image? Mm. You're a thin person. Mm. Like, of course, of course, of yeah, what, what's your problem? Kind of attitude. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's crossed my mind a lot. And I know mm. that I've had before, um, I've had people, um, I think once on one of my posts, and I'd seen a couple of different people do it on other people who would talk about body confidence, talk about body image or self-esteem, stuff like that but from a body angle on that post and it was a thin person like like myself in a small person's body um and people comment on deep and it was and it was people who are like in the body positive space who that is what they do that is their coaching as well but they're giving it mm. always and I, I i think one of the comments once was oh i love it when thin people talk about body acceptance yeah. and i thought wow yeah you're a confidence coaching you still got that judgment you probably want to go away and work on that a little bit i thought what an awful like why can't we understand that like everyone can have problems because that's yeah, like yeah. i know a lot of people who are smaller framed that that that, that have worse if not more confidence issues than than, yeah. than some, you know again it's, it's a like personal you've journey it isn't it yeah, yeah if you've got it all and you're rich yeah what you're blessed about it's that kind of mentality yeah isn't it? yeah it's yeah absolutely um yeah so it is it's a really it's a really funny place and it is sometimes like sometimes I'll go to write a post and like you say I'll second guess myself for a minute and think mm. I'm across the wrong way or does that sound like I mean, we, were, we were talking before weren't we about like makeup for lives and stuff and mm. like I used to question like should I not wear makeup because I'm saying that we need to accept ourselves but then I want to wear makeup because a I feel more confident if I've got it on on the camera and I won't be thinking about it mm -hmm. yeah okay that's slightly vain but you know it's 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 a really funny one and I think sometimes mm. it's so sad to do anything I and mean, now I'll show up in all sorts of ways so I, in my Facebook it must be like oh, what's not turning up like this Friday sometimes <laughs> I'm there and I'm like I'm going for a night out and then other times I've got a hoodie <laughs> on my hair up but like I've like not slept for a week um, yeah. so you, you get what you give depending on my mood <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that's, that's good and it's a sign of your it's a yeah. it's a, a sign and a compliment to your own to your own journey isn't it I mean I said, I'm, I'm not quite at the stage yet where I think I've posted one selfie of myself in my Facebook group where I had no makeup because I'm just not used to wearing no makeup. Yeah. I've got quite difficult skin, rosacea and freckles and all sorts of things. And it's more the fact that I'd actually I don't look in I don't look in the mirror. If I look in the mirror without makeup, I'm like, who is that person? Because I don't actually that yeah, that to yeah. me is not me because I'm so used to seeing myself like this if so I mean even now now because I'm so used to seeing myself on the lives and video calls at work and coaching 
if I even if I take my glasses off, I'm like, who's that person? <laughs> Identify as having somebody with glasses now. You know, it's like it's funny how your brain works. You know, but like we said before, but and it all comes that place of like the purpose behind it. Yeah, you know, sometimes if you want to feel sexy, we might put a certain style of clothes on. Like, mm-hmm. and I think it's perfectly fine to do that, isn't it? You know, yeah. I think if we get to a point where we can't put makeup on to open the door to the milkman because we're so worried that they'll find us unattractive, then we probably mm-hmm. we probably cross the line. But yeah. um, you know, to do little things that are um vanity-wise mm-hmm. to a certain level, because actually they just make us feel good, then go right the, for the it. Amazon people know exactly what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. You know it's just personal choice isn't it some of us like yeah yeah like we all have choices on how we like to be some people like to dye their hair other people don't and it's like we all have do i want to re-dye my hair actually um but we all have them differently and that is okay like sometimes we think yeah. or if i expect myself it means that i have to never want to change i have to just this this is me and and it's not about that it's about no. like you said it's accepting all aspects of us mm. you know and what the feels good is how it feels. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, it's right. how it feels. And if you feel icky, then then that's the bit that that's yeah. the sign that perhaps there's something that needs to change, isn't it, really? Yeah. Whereas yeah. I say, if you're coming at it, and again, I think that that was the key message, hopefully, that everybody's taking home tonight is that, again, it's about that self-love piece, isn't it? And yeah. um, working on feeling comfortable, but in your own, you know, it's your own journey. You You get to decide what it is and how you want to be really isn't it exactly exactly and it is mm-hmm. it's it completely bespoke to you like I can't because some people say to me oh what what self-care should I do I'm like I don't know mm-hmm. what self-care do you want to do how do you want I'm always like just ask yourself how you want to feel mm-hmm. and then go how can I make myself feel that way and then whatever comes up do that you yeah. know because if I want to feel relaxed because some people that might be going for a run I can think mm-hmm. of anything that's relaxing <laughs> and I watch Netflix there you go I'm relaxing or I might yeah. go for a meal and have a glass of wine like that would be my idea of like some relaxing so we all have different opinions like and to mm. feel good. I was talking with um, a friend the other day actually about um, love languages mm. so like that's the same isn't it like how I might like to feel love might mm-hmm. be different to myself. so no one can ever say to you do this do that and you'll feel this way that's not going to happen yeah. Um, but people can say, be aware of this. Mm-hmm. This is how it works. Go and explore for you how mm-hmm. you might make that shift for you because we all have different mm-hmm. thoughts. Yeah. We all have different meanings to it. We enjoy different things. Like we're all very different people, and that is a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I would say to you that like, with the self-love piece or the body love piece and whatever you want language you want to use, I'm like, don't think that love means that you think you're bloody wonderful all the time. Like when you when you have body confidence it doesn't mean that every time you look in the mirror you're like oh my god I'm so hot like Mm -hmm. you have to do that you know and when we love ourselves it doesn't mean that we like ourselves all the time or that we always think we make the best decisions that we go around thinking like our poop don't stink (laughs) and we love ourselves in spite of it it's a bit like a partner isn't it let's have it straight Mm. anyone out there who has a partner has had a partner in the past you love them to pieces, but they can irritate you on a daily basis. And they have habits that you don't like and you love them in spite of it. And they can do things that wind you up and make you mad or upset you. It doesn't change whether you love them or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I think trying to get that relationship with ourselves, for some reason we think we're different. Mm. <laughs> trying to get to that point with ourselves, we go, do you know what, Natalie, you have been hard work today. You have been hormonal, you have been crabby, you've probably got some apologies to make. 
you know, I don't like myself any less. I don't go to bed and shame yeah. myself what an awful yeah. person I am. But so we have got to have our awareness and just like ourselves anyway. Well, love yeah. ourselves anyway. You don't always have to like. Yeah. It's avoiding, like, say that shame spiral, isn't it? Really, oh, like you're loving yourselves to a degree, and and sometimes again, I'd, I've been trying to work on um, sort of saying neg um, body neutrality and positivity because, yeah. like you say, you can also it can sometimes come across as though it's going to be toxic positivity and you can have toxic positivity as well. And so again, it's whenever it's out of kilter in some way or balance, that's where you're just trying to look at well, which way is that pendulum swinging and is it, is it swinging the way that I want it to, or do I want to kind of try and guide it back another way? Isn't it? So. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I always say it's, it's a running joke. I'll always say, well, look, anyone who smiles all the time, they're probably a serial killer. Okay, so just don't don't fall in for that. That is like thankfully I've got a resting bitch face, so I'm all right. <laughs> I'm, quite, I'm quite animated as a person anyway. So I have to say that otherwise I do have a face that looks like I'm really only breast. Unconscious when I sat here on the lives and obviously can see myself yeah. and I'm like, am I looking interested or am I just like because I've just got this weird neutral face, but um yeah, sometimes I watch them back and think, Nick, why do you look so gormless while they're talking? Because I'm just listening. I'm not actually pulling an expression. I look, yeah. I look like maybe. So if at any point I look mad with Faye on the live, I am not. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> Whatever's going on with this face. <laughs> Thankfully, it's I've got the perfect face for podcast. <laughs> You've just got the perfect face. Exactly. I've got I've got a face that fits on my head. Exactly, exactly. You've got your face. And that's yeah. that's Absolutely. Yeah. Well, as usual, I'm conscious of time. And as I said, oh, I said before we started recording to Natalie, I said, have you got a hard, hard finish? But I did say that we probably, you know, need to keep it tops of about an hour for, for everybody else to stay awake as well. Um, but any before we go, Natalie, any final words of um, that, that you'd want to share with, um, with with the listeners and watchers um, to leave us with? Um, I just I would just say, you know focus on making those switches so if you find that you do say a lot of i ams um just start hearing yourself with my mm. first time. start paying attention to the way you are start understanding how how your patterns lie and just know that whether you lose a job lose weight like none of those things change you as a person like yeah. you are you who goes through different experiences and and that is it and anyone if you've got anyone in your life who does not see it that way then maybe just give them a little push to the corner <laughs> yeah yeah I love I love the some of my um some of my coaches and um teachers you know remind well again I was, was never really told it and it might sound woo but again the fact that we were all born infinitely worthy and I, and I do believe that I do do strongly believe that we were all born with you know and um it's just trying to tap into that so Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely and no one ever no one ever sat on the deathbed going i wish i'd spent more time worrying about how i looked or i wish i'd ate less pizza yeah. um more yeah. set on bed and i think there's um there's a there's just some research that someone did and i can't remember who it was now and they were looking like those top 10 things that older people mm -hmm. say mm -hmm. um and that came and that came up over and over and over again was i wish i'd just enjoyed life more i wish i'd worried less about yeah. how I looked or what people thought and I wish I'd just done more things mm. and I think that's the thing isn't it like we're only here once yeah and I think we hold ourselves back so much out mm. of work look right what people think and it just mm -hmm. makes us doesn't it yeah um, and I believe that at the end of everything whether it's 
you know, we think we, we want to lose weight or we want to change jobs or we want to get in a relationship or get out of a relationship, whatever it might be. Generally, I always believe we're just chasing happiness. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we want. And we're, maybe we're picking ways that aren't that helpful for us. But I think we all just want to feel happy and just yeah. enjoy life. Yeah. Um, so it's just finding ways, like you said, adding in things that mm-hmm. bring that to life rather than trying to take things out. Because when yeah. we try and take things out, it's the shoulds, the guilt, the shame. Yeah. Anything that's restrictive just is going to make you feel pants. It's not sustainable. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you for coming along, Natalie. It has been an absolute pleasure, as I knew that it would be. And so we will uh, love you and leave you all um, for this week. Make- Thanks for listening. And don't forget, if you want to boost your life and weight loss the AAA way, check out the relevant links for today's show in the description. Speak soon.